week's episode of In The New, I am joined by photographer Shayna Novak. Shayna is an established commercial still life photographer based in New York City and is now beautifully known as the Heirloomist. Shayna works with a team of talented, highly dialed in stylists, techs, and agents turning ideas into images seamlessly. She's worked with publications and brands such as AARP, Beekman, Bloomingdale's, Condé Nast, Procter & Gamble, Joe Fresh, Men's Journal, Victoria's Secret, The New Yorker, Time, US Weekly, and many more to bring images to life in her photography. She works out of her studio in New York City and a few years ago began her journey as the heirloomist. I first found Shayna through a YouTube video, a news uh, video of her talking about the heirloomist. I have always had a passion for heirlooms and really use that as a guiding force in my consumerism and also in really telling stories from my heritage and my grandmothers. And so as I was doing some research, trying to find other people's research on heirlooms, I came across Shayna and the heirloomists and just completely was enthralled by her story and what she works on every day. Their approach is, you know, that objects have personalities and that it's their job to make them shine. They spend sometimes three hours getting the impression just right in the teddy bear's eye and they use highest quality cameras, lenses, lighting equipment, and printing processes to bring photos of everyday objects or heirlooms to life and turning them into art. They believe that your belongings tell stories of who we are and where we come from and that our stuff lives in the back of our closet and is too fragile to display. So by photographing an heirloom, it gives new life and pays tribute to its story. No matter how worn, torn, or odd, your story should be celebrated. The heirloomist creates custom heirloomist prints to bring personality to each everyday object or heirloom and allow you to display it in your home proudly instead of keeping it at the back of your closet. Shayna really gets involved in the story of each of her clients and really finding a way to bring that to life through each photograph. Her process is completely unique for every piece and every piece truly tells a story that touches her heart. Before we head into this week's episode, I just wanted to give you guys a little note that because of the way we record this podcast via Zoom and with our guests having many different setups of microphones and locations and things like that, of course, some technical difficulties or feedbacks on microphones can happen. In this week's episode, you'll hear a few little malfunctions with our microphones, but not to worry, this episode is amazing and Shayna's story is still so incredible and something that I think about almost every day in the way that she tells her stories. So I can't wait for you guys to hear and enjoy this week's episode. So welcome, Shayna. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Many people will will know you as the heirloomist. So thank you so much for joining me today. I've been so excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I recently, actually today, my newsletter went out and I sent out the video where I found you on the news, which was so amazing. And that's why you're here. So, so I was on the news. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess to get started, I wanted to just ask if you want to share a little bit more about you and how you became the heirloomist. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, I kind of have, I guess, what you would call a day job as well as a commercial still life photographer. So I basically, uh, I work for a lot of big name brands doing their product photography. And I think the heirloomist kind of started as a 
a way to make all of that work with, with objects um, a little bit more personal. Um, I just, I think at the kind of the time when I started my photography career, my grandmother, who I was very close with, was kind of starting to get old. And she kept so many strange and beautiful things all organized so beautifully in her apartment. I, I realize I told this entire story on the news already, but it was the heirloomist is literally inspired by keeping stories alive. Um, the stories of objects and you know my grandma's not here to tell these stories anymore but I have the pictures and now I know them um, and so I hope that I think that, that I think I always think the heirloomist is here to, to do that for people to keep those stories alive and so it was uh, it's kind of a mix of love for grandma and my commercial work and a mix of just heart and love doing what I the only thing I know to do <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. love that. And my grandmother was kind of the inspiration for me as well. And I think a lot of us, our heirlooms come from a grandmother who inspired yeah. you to keep something really beautiful. Our grandma's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just such cool. They're, they're not your mom. So they're cool. <laughs> and they just want to spoil you and love you because there's this distance, but this closeness. I just, it's so fascinating. So my yeah, and grandmas I think, are fun. <laughs> I think their grandmas too, especially at this age, a lot of them lived through yeah. some really intense times, but also some yes. really cool decades that we look to as artists and as creatives and as people in general with such yeah. like awe of like, you know, the sixties and the seventies and, you know, the thirties and some even like into the twenties and before that, and just, you know, yeah. we look to those eras for, you know, fashion inspiration and art inspiration. And they were there yeah. through all these huge historic moments, which I think is so cool. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why we need to hear their stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, people all over the world now are sending you their gorgeous heirlooms or not so gorgeous in some cases, but yeah, really it's meaningful. <laughs> yeah, really meaningful pieces. And, you know, even in that news article about you, one of the anchors said something really cool where he was like, you know, I didn't know heirlooms were other things yeah. um, than just, you know, jewelry. And, and typically our heirlooms are, you know, a fur coat grandma left you or a, a jewelry or cufflinks or something like that. But, you know, where, where you had said an heirloom can really be anything, yeah. which I think is Yes, incredible. I would actually give the credit to my clients for thinking outside the box on that because when I started out, I was taking pictures of my grandmother's silver table settings. Um, so I had a very traditional, in the early days, a very traditional uh, uh, thought about what an heirloom is. But one of uh, one of our first clients sent me a pair of jeans that had special meaning, and that's when a light bulb a light bulb clicked on. Oh, objects heirlooms, things that stick with you and hold a story, that's the only thing that matters. There is, there's no other, there, it, it can be an heirloom if you feel like it is. Um, so that was, it was cool to have that take on a life of its own, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, a pair of jeans. So cool. Did you hear um, that on the news? The jeans saved a guy from being burned at a campfire. Yeah, so, that's yeah, it was just, incredible. He kept, he kept them in a drawer and his wife was like, all right, so you're, you're, you have a big birthday coming. Let's celebrate you still being alive after this fire and let's celebrate the genes. So um, it was, it was, that was the first, that was the first time when I was like, all right, it can be wacky or special. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be an incredible fun story. I love that. I love, <laughs> I, and there was one recently on your Instagram, I think, and it was their child, it was, it was like heart wrenching. Their child had yeah. passed away from cancer and it was all the child's toys. Instead of keeping yeah. them in a bin somewhere, you photographed them. And 
I think it's so incredible that you have stories where it's like a pair of jeans that saved a guy's life. And it's kind of a, it's, you know, intense, but also kind of funny now. And then you go to these stories that are just so heart-wrenching and sentimental with these families. Yeah. The great thing about, about some of a lot of that story, especially, but most of my clients, I have to give them credit. They're so incredible because they come here and they want to be made happy. Our job is to make something that makes them happy. And so we have a chance to collaborate with them, um, such as the client whose, whose daughter passed away from cancer to make something really fun and bright. And when they look at it, they're, they, they feel good now, instead of just sort of feeling bad about these toys tucked away in a box somewhere. So, um, I really believe that the, the intense and the sad stories that we have to work with turn out to be such positive things for people. So I'm really, that's one of the things I'm so grateful for that I get to do. (laughs) That's amazing. And so when these, when these clients send you these pieces, when you're creating these pieces of of art, these beautiful photographs, um, what do you look for in the object um, to decide like the creative direction of the piece? Like what's your creative process when you get these objects? Cause they're all so different. They're so different. Um, I, I, I ha- it's funny. I feel, I always say the object is my boss because when we get it on, on set in front of the camera, it, it knows what it wants. Um, obviously we have to use a series of strobe lights and reflective materials and special lenses to make the various different parts and details of an object really shine. And obviously that's a lot of our process to, to make those sort of professional level, high level, um, technical decisions but it's really fun to just sort of let the object say no I, I this is my best side <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like it's it, so it'll funny. tell you what it wants <laughs> um we actually had a we had a, a little kid's trike um a, a tiny little bicycle on set the other day and it's very old and so um some of the like the nuts and the bolts and the handlebars were sort of broken from the years and we try to make it stand up straight and it would just sort of collapse and we try to make it stand up straight and it would just sort of collapse but then we realize there's a bicycle bell on the handlebar in the shape of a cheeseburger and it was falling just right into the lens so that the cheeseburger was the funniest part of the picture. So we had to just sort of let the bike do its thing so that all of its parts really shined. And you have to let go of that like perfection sometimes with older objects, especially, and just let them say, this is how I feel today. (laughs) This is how I want to look today. So I don't know. It's a long story, but you do, they, they'll tell you what they want. <laughs> that, I love that, that to you, these objects kind of like have these voices because yeah. that's actually, you know, one of the reasons that I love heirlooms so much and why it's yeah. really been something, you know, why I was looking for research on heirlooms, which is how I came across this video of you. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, for me, like I pretty much only wear heirloom pieces or like my saying in my life is creating future heirlooms. So when I'm investing in things, I'm thinking like, what is something that will have the quality or that means something to me and not just the Mary Kondo, you know, like I, this brings me joy, but what is something that will will stay here and be a story that I will tell like a grandchild one day and give this to them. And 
So that's been a lot of how I consume now. And I've also found it's made me Good a better consumer yeah. in that way. Totally, um, and it, things are made with care that way. They're not just these disposable things that come in and out of your life. They stay and that gives them stories and meaning. I love that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it makes me want to take care of them because I look at like the first time I ever came to Paris, I was 23 and it was like my lifelong dream to come here. And now I live here. But before that, <laughs> it was just to be here. And yeah. I put some money aside on my trip. And I'm like, I'm going to buy a piece of jewelry that's stupidly expensive, but (laughs) it's going to be really beautiful. And the idea is that this is going to last forever. And this is always going to be a piece that I'm like, this was my first trip in Paris. This is when like, I realized a dream and I shopped and shopped and shopped and in the end decided on like this Hermes bangle. And it was like a limited edition (laughs) and it was so expensive, but it was so Parisian and so classic. And Every time I look at it though, I think one day my daughter or granddaughter is going to ask me to borrow it. And they're going to think yep. it's so cool that they're wearing this vintage Hermes bangle that my grandma bought in 2000 something. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so every time I look at it, I put it away with so much care because I'm already thinking of yeah. this fictitious human that will yeah. want to borrow it. <laughs> and so how can I keep it for them as yeah. this heirloom that will yeah. tell like a part of my story? And maybe I didn't live through World War II, but I mean, right. we're living through a pandemic. So this is <laughs> the new yeah. version, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So why do you feel like it's so important to keep pieces from the past or be creating future ones? Like, what do you feel like they add to the world? Uh, I, I think it's, you know, we are the keepers of the stories of the past and the grandmas that did the crazy things in the thirties. Um, and I think, I think these, these things that get passed down, like, you know, where no one's going to pass down a bag that someone got at Walmart. You, there's got to be a story and a specialty to it. So they're, they're bigger than just the object. They, they literally have spirits and souls to them. So I think that's, I think that's the most important thing to remember and the, to have that in your life just sort of connects you in a, in a larger way to, to the past and not just to the past, but to your story, to your life experiences and your peoples and your journeys. <laughs> yeah. And I totally agree with the, the items have souls. I think it's, yeah. you know, it's almost like this piece of you, especially when you leave this world, even if you're still on it, but one day you will leave. And this item, I feel like almost like opens up and traps a bit of you and your stories and who you are and carries something with someone that loved you um, for much longer. And whether that goes beyond generations or in a photograph, or if it ends, you know, at a grandchild or a daughter or son, I think it's still this really beautiful way to like keep your soul alive. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, we can contribute to that. You know, some things aren't so easily displayable or some things are too fragile or I don't know, sometimes things just have a a more uh, a larger presence when they're on the wall. Um, We're not trying to replace the heirloom. We're not trying to, you know, say that it should stay packed away. But it's a it's a um, one of the important things about a business is to like sort of offer somebody um, a, a fix for something. And so we sort of offer this way to just keep that spirit and that story present on the wall all the time. And, yeah. and I think that that's just really, it's a really fun thing to, to be able to, to not, we're not competing with the heirloom, you know, somebody, yeah. uh, people always say, why don't you just frame that shirt? Well, that shirt is very fragile. And in a hundred years, it's going to need to be in tissue paper somewhere, but 
at least you've got this fun picture on the wall for now that everyone can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of the things like, what are you going to do? Stinks, put stinky sneakers like out on a <laughs> yes. table somewhere in your living exactly. room. Like there's exactly. just also That's so funny. many just that just don't work. Stinky. Yes. We just did stinky <laughs> sneakers the other day. So that's a popular topic around here, by the way. Oh, that's so cool. So <laughs> yeah. unexpected. I oh would assume God. you would get so much more jewelry, but I guess sneakers are the thing. Hiking boots, everything. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it mm. can go on and on and on. Shoes are I feel a popular like, subject. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure you could go even further into that of, you know, walking a mile in someone's shoes and, yeah. and how these, how shoes can tell such a story, how you physically walk in them but also where yeah. they've been and yeah um it's that crazy. story of the of the Iraq journalist that you you mentioned yeah. in the news article of, of his boots still having you know the dust and some blood on them it's just yeah that was deep. wow that was one of my first one of my first commissions too back when I first started so that was you know no pun intended that was like heirloomist boot camp because I got that that rush of um, emotional connection and oh my gosh I like I have to be professional and perform right now and take this picture I can't be um take you know I can't be so emotional about what's in front of me just do your do your job Shana <laughs> so that uh -huh. was uh, that was a that was definitely an interesting early project <laughs> yeah incredible one and on that note, what are some of the heirlooms in your life and what stories do they tell? I know you have your grandmother's um, yeah. silverware that kind of started this journey, but are there some other stories and heirlooms that are dear to your heart? Yeah. My, I mean, my, my grandparents, they kept the strangest things. And I think one of my favorite, the most, I would say the most bizarre, my, my most favorite thing is my grandfather kept his gold teeth fillings. I don't, nobody knows why we have them. No one knows, you know, why they're actually out of his teeth. He's not uh, with us anymore. Um, but he lived through the depression. He lived through a really crazy hard time in American history. And he knew, it just, it tells me that my grandfather knew the value of things. And, uh, and I just, I think about them in his mouth and like, why, why did he keep them? Uh, it's just like, but in that, in those days uh, to have a gold tooth filling was probably really something. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's just a, a fun little window into his, uh, into his life experience. Um, what else do I have that's very, that's really, that's really strange. I have my pocket knife from summer camp. That was, that's another fun one. Um, I don't know why my parents thought giving a nine-year-old a pocket knife was a good <laughs> idea, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, we just whittled sticks. We didn't really hurt anything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I have to sort of fight to not acquire things and to appreciate what I, what I have. It's like you said earlier, when I consume I try to edit fiercely so that I only consume things that are extremely important to me or, or craftsmen made, made in, made with love um, so that I do not acquire so much stuff. Cause I could, it's, it's in my, yeah. it's in my, it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I, I come from a fashion background. I went to fashion school and that's okay. kind of how I got to where I am now, but you know, we talk so much about fast fashion and it was yeah. a conversation I had with a colleague once I said, actually my, I mean, the environment, of course I care so much about, and it's not been great for that. But yeah. in addition is we've actually robbed the next generation of what we have from our grandparents because right. our grandparents, I mean, you didn't buy in this level. There wasn't right. fast consumption. Everything was custom. Everything was 
you know, you wore it till it, you could not wear it anymore. That's so true. And then here we are buying t-shirts that rip, we throw them out, you know, like something from H&M is not going to stand the test of time. And a lot of us stopped investing at all in anything of quality. And it's, it's actually a crime to me, to like the next generation of your family, because they won't have pieces like that from you. And we're robbing them of this beautiful storytelling that we get to have these beautiful memories and these little soul pieces that get left behind if we are consuming the way we have been. So my hope is always that, you know, we go into more of this creating future heirlooms thought process in our consuming. It's also way more fun, I think, than just buying whatever. I do think there's been a little bit of a shift lately back to, I I don't know if it's, you know, the arrival of Etsy or um, the word bespoke suddenly came on everyone's radar, but I do feel like, dare I say kids these days or a a certain generation, I do think they sort of turned a little bit of their radar to things that were made well or that, or not so much this disposable thing. I know it sort of turns into a socioeconomic thing sometimes, but but I know I think Instagram plays a big part too because they're the ones that are um, they're basically sort of little businesses where you can support a craftsman, somebody really making something with heart. So I I think I do sense, and it makes me feel great to to see that that turn away from Zara and H and M. Yeah, <laughs> no offense, totally. to Zara and H and M. No, <laughs> no, I agree. I've seen that shift too, going back to like made local craftsmanship, yeah, even brands, exactly. you know, being yeah. really ethical in their production and, yes. and making less of things. And, and um, I love so I think that. that's really cool. Yeah, it's such a good trend. Yeah. We need to talk about yeah. trends, but that's one good one. <laughs> yeah, let's keep that a, a forever trend. Yes, agree. <laughs> um, so, with all of the projects you've photographed, has there been a favorite one? so far and what made it so memorable? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I get very attached to so many projects for so many different reasons, whether it be something with historical reference or it's just simply sentimental, something like that. But I think the, I think the one commission that still to this day sticks out is it's, it was a letter, uh, it was a handwritten letter. Um, And this girl, she's from Oregon. It was from her grandma. Her grandma sent her a letter uh, as they did in the 80s. They, we, they spoke, they didn't text, they didn't email, they sent letters every week. Um, and so in the letter, her grandma tells her, you know, oh, I've been going out to the fields and taking care of the animals. And, um, you know, your grandpa's going to make me dinner tonight. And then she talks about this nice young boy from down the street that comes over some mornings to help with the animals. And I'm reading this handwritten note and it's beautiful as it is, but then the girl who commissioned the piece tells me once we have the note, the twist on this story is that she ended up marrying the little boy from the letter. And she sent me a picture of her and all of their children. So she kept this note all these years because in like 1983, her grandma wrote her a note about this nice boy down the street and she ended up marrying him. So gosh, kind of just brilliant connection. And, you know, it's just a piece of paper. It was in a drawer, but now it's three feet tall and it's an ode to the universe and connection and just you know, communities and how cool it is when things end up that way. <laughs> so oh my that, gosh. that's what definitely a, a favorite. What an amazing piece to have to start 
a marriage off with and yeah. like show your kids is look, your great grandmother told me about this boy and yeah. here he is. Yeah. Um, okay. So another question I had for you is, I mean, right now you're the air limits, you're also shooting for other brands. Where yeah. do you see yourself taking this art form in the future? <laughs> um, I think in the new year, we sort of have some plans to expand uh, offerings as far as what kind of prints we offer. Um, we're going to start this break. This is breaking news. We're going to start printing on metal um, as a as an option so that if you don't want to order um, an old fashioned photograph, uh, you can choose something a little bit more modern that will come. It's a it's ready to hang. It's just a, just a little bit of an expansion to mix things up a little bit. But I have to say, I don't, what I do, I love that it's so simple and um, it, it's sort of great for what it's not. So I don't actually have huge plans <laughs> for, I just, huge to me is to just be able to keep doing what we're doing. Um, making people happy is so big and great anyway. So um, it's, I, I feel lucky to have a business that doesn't really need a huge grand plan. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know I that sounds that. weird, but um, as an entrepreneur, but it, you know, we, we take the changes as they come and roll with them for sure. But, uh, but we're just going to keep doing what we do. <laughs> I think that's also a testament to what you shoot though. It's like heirlooms don't need to be grander right. than they are. They're sometimes the most simple like matchbook or something so insignificant to what seems like it to other right. people, but have yeah. these grand stories. And so why do you need to overcomplicate how you tell their story? Right. Right. It feels, it just feels so good to know that you're doing something that's not going to get, it's not trendy. It's not going to grow outdated. And the thing that you're making is not going to grow outdated either. So yeah, we're happy. Yeah. We're just, we're just content. <laughs> that's amazing. Is there anyone or a certain object you know of that's in the world that you would like love to shoot? Oh my gosh. Don't get me started. <laughs> We keep uh, we keep chasing after Gloria Steinem for those glasses of hers that she is known for, um, and her office is so polite and politely declines every single time, um, and I respect that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, just they're just so iconic and they just stand. They symbolize so much, obviously that that a girl my age loves to think about. Um, but I'd love to photograph something that's been in outer space or. Uh, Maybe something that's old that sort of stands for the new frontier, something scientific. Uh, I don't know. It, there's, there, it's endless. It's endless for me. <laughs> that's cool. Well, if there's any astronauts listening one day, <laughs> aging all astronauts. Info's there. <laughs> that would be cool, yeah. like an asteroid or something. That's yeah, interesting. yeah. So I always love to ask my guests at the end, what is one thing you hope people listening today will take away and change for the better in their yeah. lives? It can be around their heirlooms or art or just in general, what's something you want to leave people with? Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think a, a lot of it is what you touched on earlier um, to just sort of focus on consuming things that matter and are not filler in our world. <laughs> um, and I also hope, that people sort of broaden their mind about what an heirloom is. It, it's, it's allowed to be your grandmother's fur coat and her candelabras. And it's also allowed to be something so random as grandpa's gold teeth filling. Um, I just, I, I think when you open 
your mind and think outside the box a little bit, you start to connect with the stories of these objects. And that in turn connects you back to who you are, where you come from. It's not all pretty. Sometimes it's weird, but it's yours. So um, I think, I think that's just the important, the important thing is to feel proud and connected no matter how strange or bizarre. <laughs> I love that. I think that's like, that gave me shivers just now. Oh. And I hope people <laughs> listening will, um, will take that and start looking at what they have in such yeah. different ways. And also looking at how they can store it, show it off, turn it into art, call you up and send you some <laughs> really old sneakers to be photographed yeah. for their wall now. Yep. If it fits um, in a box, we'll take it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I will be putting all your info in the notes and also on our blogs that people can find you and, you know, contact you to turn their heirlooms into art. But thank you so much, Shana, for taking the time yeah, when I saw you. your video. I just like, <laughs> knew I had to talk to you and you got back to me so fast. And I'm just uh, well, so you're excited, so professional. So. You know what? Your email, your outreach way was so clear and well done that I understood that I was getting involved in in a meaningful conversation. And I think as entrepreneurs and business owners, that's so important to know that you're going to be connecting with someone who's sort of on that level. So thank you for for being you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I know everyone's going to love this. And uh, so everyone, please go follow the Erlemist on Instagram. <laughs> please go check out her website and um, reach out to Shana to photograph some things that mean so much yeah. to you. So thank Hashtag you Hashtag so show us your heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hashtag show us your heirloom. And I will be posting all this on all my platforms so everyone can Amazing. find you really easily. Thanks, Anya. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care.